0: Eight years and 1,000 episodes, your St.
1: Louis champion. Rock Paper Podcast.
0: That's right, Rock Paper Podcast is celebrating with the big show at Off-Broadway, Saturday, July 23rd.
1: Now watch this action. With the Bandits Brothers. Next time I warn you, it's gonna be with my gun. Capital Square against Club. My to go goldmine no land or landline. Really hard to tell sometimes. Samantha Clemens. Don't give up. The panic's pushed you. Ben Diesel. He's always gone. And Egan's Rant. This is an all ages
0: show with tickets at ten dollars in advance and fourteen day shows. This
1: is fun. This is fun. This is entertainment.
0: It's the big show at Off Broadway, Saturday, July twenty third. Brought to you by Friendship Brewing Company, Off Broadway, and Rock Paper Podcast. This is sheer
2: brilliance hey everybody shane presley here rock paper podcast thank you thank you thank you for checking out another brand new episode today's features daytime television had a whole lot of fun talking to them and getting to know all about the band and their brand new album and um you're gonna get a little sneak peek today you're gonna get to hear some Uh, two live acoustic songs that we did that turned out real nice i hope you dig them and uh we got some big shows coming up from them so you're gonna hear all about that today on uh, the episode do want to remind you as always rock paper podcast is brought to you by roughneck beard company and american rambler located right here in st louis missouri over in the maplewood area you can stop in and visit them Or shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com. This summer, maintain your facial hair with Roughneck Beard Company and American Rambler. Roughneck's lightweight beard grooming formulas won't bog you down. And if you do decide to shave it off, do it with American Rambler's nourishing and protective pre-shave oils. No matter how you choose to do summertime, Roughneck and American Rambler have you covered. Again, shop 24-7 at roughneckbeardcompany.com and use my code RPP15 for an exclusive 15% off your purchase, uh, including all your favorite beard oils, beard balms, junk powder, beard batter, whatever you need, whatever you need to take care of that beard and mustache of yours, uh, you can find it again at roughneckbeardcompany.com. Also, big thank you to my wonderful friends at Friendship Brewing Company in Wentzville, Missouri. Come on out for all your craft beer needs and to pick up some delicious food, some burgers, uh, flatbread pizzas, pretzels, all kinds of tasty treats over here. You can find it all on the friendshipbrewingcompany.com website. And you can also find their full concert calendar. Come on out for some live music on Friday, July 15th, Denver, Wade, Trent. And on Saturday, July 16th, The Breakdowns. And on Sunday, the 17th of July, Jeff Walshhauser returns. You can find it all again at friendshipbrewingcompany.com. And tell them Shane sent you. Also, you heard it on the intro, but I'm throwing a big old party and I would love to have you there. We are going to be celebrating eight years and 1,000 episodes of Rock Paper Podcast at Off-Broadway in St. Louis, Missouri on July 23rd, bringing along my very talented friends in the Manus Brothers, Old Capitol Square Dance Club, Ben Diesel, Samantha Clemens, and Egan's Rats. Uh, Again, tickets at... Off Broadway, STL.com right now. $10 tickets, all ages. 7 o'clock music starts. Come on out and celebrate with us. And uh, if you need me, of course, you can always find me on the socials. Feel free to hit me up on email at rockpaperpodcast at gmail.com or everything else at rockpaperpodcast.com. And uh, with all that out of the way, sit back, relax, and enjoy this brand new episode. What
3: daytime television? Um, the podcast is kind of like a, it's like a radio show that's not on the radio. It's on, it's on the Internet.
4: Does that make sense? Uh-huh. Yeah. That's <laughs> also like my mom. <laughs> it makes it sound more confusing, doesn't it? Uh, it sounds like this.
5: What's up? We're, We're on television, and you are listening to Rock Paper Podcast.
1: Rock Paper Podcast. This is beat paper. Paper covers rock. Rock beats is the Shane covers nonstop. Never know what new kind of gets that he's got coming at you. I've been direct on the spot could be rock, folk, country, or hip hop, jazz. All kind of folks that he has could be an artist or a comedian to make you laugh on the. Rock paper Pop- Bodecker fudge round, rolling round town. Shane coming at you live and direct from ground zero. He's your hero, he's your bestie. Rock Paper Podcast with Shane Presley. Rock Paper Podcast.
2: Hey everybody, Shane Presley here, Rock Paper Podcast. Coming to you from St. Louis, Missouri. Hanging out today with daytime television hey everybody welcome to the show hey, hey shane hey. what's happening uh this is super cool this is uh what uh you know i I'm, i don't know i feel like i started so many of these this way but uh, this what's fun is like this show constantly introducing me to new people and uh people making music in our town and like it's so, uh, it's fun that I could, you know, I've been doing this eight years already and still continue to meet, you know, people all the time. So, and that's the case today. It's our first time all getting to hang out and talk about, uh, some music you guys have been making and, um, get to talk about the band and the new record and everything else. So, uh, but I guess before we get going too far, everybody want to say hi and introduce
3: themselves for everybody listening. They're all looking at me. So I'll start. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Hey uh mark Rowles, i'm the drummer in the band um yeah we've been i think seth and i kind of started around 2016 17 somewhere around there
4: 17 i think um, yeah
3: yeah so uh we've been playing on and off through covid and uh yeah all right sweet
5: uh molly Bezo, a amateur bassist and singer <laughs> the band, trying trying my hardest at bass uh i'm just happy to be here
4: yeah I think Mark kind of almost introduced me there. My name is Seth Bailey. I am the guitarist and backing vocalist of daytime television. And uh, yeah, Mark and I have been doing this uh, on and off since uh, 2017. And uh, we've had this lineup for probably about a year and a half now. And we are very excited about it and very excited about the music we're making.
2: Yeah.
0: And I'm Mike Puglisi, and I'm the other guitarist. And um, yeah, very cool. That's what I am. <laughs> um,
3: and the gracious host for the afternoon.
0: Yes. yes, absolutely. Coming to you live from my basement. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, this is uh, this is fun. Like I said, uh, this, uh, so I guess the projects, like I said, has been going for a little while. Mm. Uh, is this uh, is, is this the album that we're going to talk about? Is this like the uh, Official debut, or do we have uh, previous recordings and stuff? We, uh,
4: Mike and I, or Mark and I, pardon, had um, we did a few demo-like EPs um, just kind of over the last, you know, since 2017 until this lineup got together. Um, uh, I think two or three of them with a couple songs each on them. But yeah. this, uh, as far as like official releases go, this is kind of our uh, official debut. Yeah.
3: And I I think most of the songs that were on some of those older... EPs, those were pretty much all made it over to mm-hmm. Dark Sky Park. Um, I think with the exception of one uh, that we weren't terribly fond of. So we we just kind of put the kibosh
4: on those. Yeah, like, oh. I, I think one of the... Uh
3: they, they the, so they were like a, a surf rock band. Yeah,
4: that's what I was going to say. Yeah, there's the uh, the the first EP we ever dropped when we were trying to be uh, Best Coast, and um, yeah, uh, it uh, I was you know I was super into Best Coast at the time. I was like oh, I'm gonna write some stuff like that, and then the RFP was like a uh, surf band daytime, television. and I was like okay, mm-hmm. that's oh, probably okay. enough of that. Man.
3: <laughs> yeah,
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: <laughs> Missouri has a very underrated. Surf yes. Band. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Some uh, beautiful
3: beaches out
4: here. Yeah. Surfing the mighty Missouri River is yeah, a yeah. Uh, pastime for everybody, I think.
2: And mine's usually uh river to Pear, so that's usually where I do <laughs> my <most. laughs> River to <Despair. laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, I. Uh, well, it's not necessarily. Uh, I wouldn't say surf, but uh, we're going. We're going to talk about track obscura, and like I feel, like, I don't know, not that that, but just like that slide on there kind of gives mm. me like that little beach kind of feel to it that kind of surfy thing a little bit just Mm -hmm. uh at times like i don't know just like there was a lot of that kind of uh you know coming through in some other some other songs like that in that era yeah that's
0: an that's an interesting one and was one of my favorites um on the record and it's one of the ones that i think changed the most from the way that it was on the early piece to the one that's on dark sky Mm -hmm. park oh for sure um Molly had kind of come up with this little, what, what you hear on the CD, of this kind of delay um, sort Percussive. of riff, yeah. and so n- none of what I had written for my part actually worked as well over that, so I had to come up with something... <laughs> quick and so i grabbed a slide and i was like this makes kind of a cool sound one of my uh worst nightmares is that like a real slide guitarist (laughs) is gonna walk into one of our shows one day and out me as a total imposter, but so far that hasn't <laughs> happened. Nobody invite Bonnie Raitt to any yeah, of this. Right.
2: <laughs> <laughs> He's a big phony. <laughs> <laughs> Everybody <laughs> this, man.
3: Yeah. Isn't that like no. a guy on Family Guy? He's a phony. <laughs> He's going to show up and call Mike oh. out front row. <laughs> <laughs>
2: He's a phony. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I, I agree. It totally works. I think it sounds cool. I, I love that. I love slide... Uh, guitar work and stuff so it's just uh it's fun to hear the been in the strings like that so um but yeah well let's uh let's play obscura this is a a track we wanted to share from uh from the new album and now available everywhere you get your digital music at and uh you guys were saying uh, we do have physical copies also at shows and things we do yes yeah so so come out and uh support and pick up one of those and Um, but, uh, is there anything else we need to add around obscure? Is there anything that comes to mind with this song?
4: No, let's hear it.
2: Yeah. All right. kind of jumped right into the record but uh, and you guys have said there was some history between uh, Seth and Mark and mm-hmm. uh, but uh, as far as like where, how do you uh, how the other two how do you all come together to to
4: form this uh, current arrangement of lineup so uh, in during a daytime television hiatus um, kind of in 2019 uh, Mark and I were playing with a local singer, uh, singer-songwriter and uh, I was actually playing bass with her and mark was on drums and uh we decided um the singer songwriter and us decided that we wanted to get a uh, an additional guitarist to fill out the sound and so we actually just went on band mix and found uh mike and yeah. uh he started playing with us and it was a good fit and he and mark and i kind of really hit it off and gelled musically and uh when uh daytime television started back up uh invited him to join and he's been with us ever since cool
2: yeah and what a, and how about did you uh, join the band, Molly?
5: Yeah, I mean, likewise, uh, I was on band mix. I moved back from Colorado and uh, was just trying to see what the music scene in St. Louis was like. And uh, at the time I was working with a musician in Chicago and um, Seth hit me up and essentially he wrote me in. he was like, yeah, I'll join your little thing in, in Chicago. <laughs> and uh, it just turned out that, you know, we vibed a lot, a lot better and just started working from there.
2: Yeah. So you... Uh uh, Mike and Molly, you're not from St. Louis originally. You moved here, is that right? That I, am,
0: I was actually born in St. Louis. Okay. I, I lived in Seattle from 2007 until moved back around 2019, right before the uh, pandemic. So um, from here, but um, had been away for some yeah. number of years and uh, glad to be back though.
1: Yeah.
5: Yeah. Yeah. Same here. I was from St. Louis, lived in Colorado for two or so years, and then Ended up coming back. Oh, yeah. Okay. Pandemic nice. and
4: whatnot. Yeah. I, I think I'm the only one that's not from the area originally. Okay. I'm from more central corn and cow country in uh, <laughs> middle Illinois, and yeah. I moved back here in uh, 2016, and that's uh, right around the time I met Mark.
2: Yeah. I uh, I just I don't know. Um, I don't really know what to compare it to. I just St. Louis is all I really know, but like I um, I do love what we have happening here in St. Louis currently with our music. Uh, we have. A lot of options to play around mm-hmm. town we have a lot of uh very talented bands we have you know making great music and uh it's just uh a lot of fun to be a part of it uh kind of i like to kind of consider myself sort of a, a historian almost like mm-hmm. you know just documenting all this yeah. stuff and these uh and trying to keep up as best i can and and preserve all these interviews and recordings and things and um uh, but uh Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, like I said, it's really fun just to continue to meet all kinds of new people doing it. And, uh, but, uh, I do feel like, I mean, I talk about it a lot. I really think that St. Louis is like, you know, kind of this hotbed for talent and
4: yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, St. Louis is well known for, you know, it's alt country scene and, uh, for some really, uh, some really dope hip hop. Um, but I feel like there's really kind of, uh, just recently in like the last year or so there's been some kind of just like indie rock stuff that's kind of starting to bubble up. Mm -hmm. Um, I'd like to think we're a part of that. Uh, there's also some bands. Um, anyone listening should check them out. Uh, Cave Radio. We just played with them at our uh, at our uh, album release show. They are fantastic. Um, there's Enemy Airship. We also just played with them recently. Also fantastic. Uh, there's Future Modern, Sea Shine, Just all sorts of local bands that are yeah. just kind of like beginning to really kind of bubble up and kind of really coalesce into kind of a really cool scene in and of itself.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, and then I what's also uh, you, one a group you're playing with uh, this uh, coming weekend, uh, Rosemary. Like yes. they're they're kind of I mean they're sort of a part of this uh, like young movement. Uh, mm-hmm. where there's a lot of really uh, talented younger bands coming up that are you know like either high school or right
4: out of high school. And like yeah, I was really shocked actually. I you know I listened to them before I really kind of looked into them more, you know, I always like to, you know, I'm, I'm a big music nerd. So I'm always trying to find new stuff to listen to. And I was like, wow, these guys are really good. And then I was like, you know, I went to go and actually see them. They're like 18 or 19 right. or something. I was like, holy shit. Yeah. <laughs> these guys are just fantastic period, especially for being, you know, younger. So we're super stoked to play with them.
2: And I, I love seeing like a uh, room like blueberry Hill is like, uh, really become like a home for them because like, um, mm-hmm. uh, between them and like misplaced religion and, uh, yeah there's a uh, bunch of them but anyway there but there are a lot of them like collaborating working together and putting all these great shows in blueberry hill even for a room that typically is a lot of 21 and up shows and but they're they've they've uh opened their doors to a lot of these younger bands and letting these uh younger kids come Mm -hmm. in there have a good time and put on great shows and give them some good stage experience and stuff and so uh i just i love that uh Everybody's got a a home, you know, there's a little, Mm -hmm. there's a little pocket for everybody in this town.
0: I think that's one of the things that's unique and so refreshing about St. Louis is that it is a major city, but in comparison to like other major cities, for example, Seattle, the the cost of rent is so high that it's hard to open a club and keep it, you know, fiscally solvent in any way. And so a lot of them end up closing, um, but I feel like St. Louis is kind of just in that sweet spot mm-hmm. there. There are a lot of cool places to play still. And, you know, I mean, there's the, the cover band and the tribute scene and all that, if that's your bag. But there's also places where, you know, bands like us, like bands that predominantly write their own songs can um, kind of uh, grow uh, musically.
2: Yeah, for sure. What, what do you, uh, you said kind of the indie rock, is that what, is that the bigger umbrella for daytime
4: television or what do we, what do you guys call it? What do you classify it? You think I, in the past I've said it's like shoegazer dream pop, but I don't think it's like, you know, if I'm being honest, I don't think it's really like quite that like artsy and, um, avant garde and esoteric, um, I've jokingly called it just like uh, just like indie rock or alternative rock with like a shoegaze like Instagram filter over it <laughs> like it's you know it's it has some of the trappings of it, um, but you know without getting like too too uh, deep down the rabbit hole, um, yeah I would say indie indie rock alternative rock yeah uh, that sort of thing
2: because it's like uh, that is one uh, there's so many different you know subgenres mm-hmm. now and it's and it's like it's really it does kind of get tricky some you know because like maybe one song falls in that but I'm saying like what's the the overall like what you know that what you would feel like the best describes the band as a whole but uh and that's kind of what's fun is like there is a lot of different sounds coming through on this record and which uh is, is a lot of fun to hear To um and like i don't know i just uh felt felt really good to me like i this was like my first real introduction to the to band and getting to put play and on the record on the way over i was giving it a, a good spin and just kind of getting the right frame of mind and and uh really enjoying the sounds that were coming out of this album so uh uh so yeah it was cool thank you, thank you,
0: so, much. you thank so much thank you yeah. and i freely admit i have no idea what shoegaze means. <laughs> 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 it blows my mind like shoegaze and punk and uh you know industrial all these like subgenres were originally coined by like critics who didn't like those yeah. styles of right. music and that was an insult heavy right. metal is sure. another one and they all just kind of stuck
2: <laughs> yeah yeah, I agree I don't think I mean I don't necessarily feel like it needs to be defined as anything uh, you know it's good music's good music let it just you know be art as it is And but I do feel like people kind of want to something at least that kind of gives them a, a frame of reference of some sort or something you know it's like I don't know. I'm not sure exactly what it. I know it's mainly for the radio, but radio can, doesn't, you know, play this stuff anyway. So then, like, what's the difference? Like, why why are we still putting everything in all these different, you know, genres yeah. and stuff anyway? So I don't know. But uh, so we uh, well, let's let's talk about some of this uh, some other tunes. And uh, we did a couple uh, live acoustic today, which uh, I, I've told you all. This is some of my favorite stuff. I love doing these like kind of stripped down uh performances of these songs and um and this uh, i'll start with a, a track called ruiner this is uh this was a lot of
4: fun is this something you, do you guys ever do much of this like is it, or this is actually our like, first time doing we've discussed that we think you know our stuff holds up or like hypothetically would hold up pretty well acoustically but this is our actual first time kind of uh uh putting that to the test
2: thought it sounded awesome today and and uh i would love to see i know we kind of you know joked about it before we hit record but like it'd be fun to do a full proper show i I wish uh more bands would you know kind of do these like unplugged nights and different things like that and like because uh like we've we were talking about all the the various uh, mtv unplugs and everything else i mean that was a big part of my you know uh music taste and and um but I just don't see a lot of happening a lot, especially full band, you know, you get your songwriter or something mm-hmm. like that, but, uh, it's fun to see a, a full band do something, uh, like I'm this. surprised
4: someone hasn't put, you know, kind of a show together kind of around that concept. I think there are a lot of local bands who play non-acoustically whose stuff would hold up extremely well in that format. So, uh, maybe that can be, uh, something, uh, we, uh, kind of collaborate and put together with some, uh, local bands. Yeah.
2: I think it could be cool. It'd be a fun, fun night.
0: You definitely know what you got when you're playing acoustically because there's not, you know, loud amplifiers <laughs> and effects pedals, and you can hide to a certain extent. Sure. But like when it's more, you know, you know how strong your melodies are when when all you've got is acoustic guitars and kind yeah. of just mm-hmm. a bare bones accompaniment. So
2: yeah, that's I, a good thing. I really like, uh especially like. uh in ruin, or there, like the way you guys uh, played with, it like the way you were able to, like you know, drop everything out and you know build it back up with uh, guitar, and then the and then the, the kick comes in, and everything else. like It's still like add layers to this uh, mm-hmm. and stuff, and it's a lot of fun to hear. Even you know acoustically, it still comes through nicely and stuff. So uh, it was, uh, I don't know, it was just I really like that where you play when you play with the different dynamics of sound and stuff, even in a limited range with uh you know acoustic instruments and stuff but it was uh turned out really nice so this was a ruiner and uh you want to hear the uh proper studio recording uh uh, the electrical version of it you can find it on the album and uh now readily available you guys were telling me though like uh i i said studio but i you guys did this a lot of this uh like during COVID, right? A lot yeah, of recordings? It's, like-
4: it's a pretty interesting uh, story. Um, so, you know, uh, once COVID popped off kind of in early 2020, it just really kind of just put the brakes on live music. It put the brakes on everything, you know, but live music was one of the casualties of um, the pandemic. And so, since we weren't able to, you know, this was pre vaccine, we weren't able to get together and, you know, um, practice or write songs or anything, let alone record, let alone, you know, play shows. We decided to kind of try uh, just writing and recording an album remotely, so that's kind of what we did. Um, I built a uh, just a, uh, a digital audio workstation for uh, Mike. Uh, taught him how to use that. Uh, Mark and Molly kind of have their own uh, their own stuff already, um, and uh, everyone would just record their own tracks, send them to me. You know, just drop them on you know uh, Google Drive or whatever, and I would. Uh, add my own parts to it, and uh, mix it, and mastered it myself, and uh, yeah, we're really proud of it, uh, especially for just kind of the unorthodox way that it was recorded, we think it turned out uh, pretty, pretty well.
2: Yeah, I agree, I mean, like, I think had we not really, I mean, I, I think it's fun to hear those stories, like, and how this all came to be, but like, I think if you tell people that or let you know if we didn't tell them like I don't think that they would know any different so
4: yeah we actually had some people at our uh, last show at the heavy anchor like hey what what studio did you guys record that I was like my my living room (laughs) 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 by by myself and everyone else in their own living rooms as well
5: my closet
4: (laughs) 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 group I had
2: on uh, very similar you know circumstances like you're saying and they and I think uh, their vocalist also lives in uh, Kansas City so like um, you know, so it was tricky for them to even all be in the same room either way, even when they couldn't and like kind of thing. And so like, um, but I mean the same thing, like if the record sounds fantastic and you wouldn't know that it was all recorded and you know, everybody else is all over the world kind of thing. So, mm-hmm. uh, I think that's really a nice thing that we have that, that technology right. today that we Absolutely. can make it sound this good and not be in a
3: studio and stuff. So, Yeah, the only thing that was weird for me is playing on an electronic kit (laughs) because I've just, like, grown up playing on an acoustic kit that just the small little amount of time that it takes to actually, like, strike a pad for the sound to register, I don't know how they work. But there's, like, a small little delay where you, like, you just, like, with an... Uh, with an acoustic kit you can just like hit it and you get noise right away and there's just like this small little delay <laughs> that it kind of messed me up for quite a while um, so just kind of getting used to that was uh, um, a little bit of a learning curve mm-hmm. but it also is nice because like Seth said uh, you can just kind of take care of all that stuff and yeah. in, in post and he can just move it around. Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, yeah, you know, this is off a little bit. I can kind of fix that a little bit or, you know, the whole cut and paste, uh, I guess is a lot right, easier yeah. with acoustic stuff. But yeah. So for me, that was, that was something where I'm like, oh, okay, I'll have to work <laughs> on this a little bit. There were a few extra takes.
2: <laughs> yeah. Is this one of your first like trials at this uh, or you, had you been, uh, mixing and recording
4: music I've been um I minored in audio production in college yeah. and um I um I went to school up in Champaign-Urbana and I worked at some uh, venues there doing uh, live sound and uh I I usually just kind of you know I I think I have kind of the skill set that I could uh you know record other bands and kind of you know be an audio engineer but I'm just like I get like way too emotionally invested in stuff like you know, this took us, you know, a year and a half to get this album out. I don't think any other bands would really want to wait around a year and a half for me to, for me to mix and master this. So i like, oh, I need to adjust the guitars up by point zero one decibels to all be right. perfect and all
0: that. Guns and Roses might. <laughs> yeah, right. I have twenty years.
3: Uh, <laughs>
4: tool or something. Yeah, uh,
2: yeah I, I think uh, I think that's probably the you know the worst part i imagine being um doing it all in-house i mean mm-hmm. one you're there's a lot of benefits you know uh but as far as like you, you're also you're going to be your own worst critic you're always yeah, going right, to be like right. i can do this better i can do this different this take i can do it you know and like all the stuff and like and you're going to sit there over analyzing it over you know too much and right. it's, you know eventually it it almost becomes where becomes stale or, kind, you know, it's stagnant. Or whatever. You know, it's just like uh, you you can fine-tune it so much where you just take the life out of right. it. It's
4: like, like a lot of bands, when even when they record their own stuff, they'll usually kind of shop it out to a, a mixing engineer or to get mastered. So there's kind of like a fresh set of, you know, objective yeah. ears to listen to it, and we didn't really have that luxury. But, um, you know, so it kind of took me longer than... Um, it probably would have otherwise, and I'm I'm sure the uh, the other the rest of the gang here got sick of me sending them just like mixed <laughs> just like very minorly tweaked mix downs. Like here are, here's the new Ruiner, mix down. Yeah. The new Ruiner yeah, I mean, mix down. Here's the new Ruiner mix down. Here's the new Ruiner mix down. You know I was up to like new Ruiner mix <laughs> one nine seven six dot AIFF or whatever by you know by the end of it. But um yeah. I mean you <laughs> were working on the, it
5: till like the day of the release essentially like until we sent the, the cds to get pressed i mean you were still mixing yeah
3: i actually um that and and like actually burning the cd i think you yeah, burned well, yeah. what i did you had instead like of,
4: four computers going yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so Just like
3: burning all the cds at yeah the same like time.
4: what i did actually was like uh you know most people will actually when getting cds pressed will like you know send the company who was pressing them the actual audio files to do I actually kind of arranged with the uh, company and I forget their name or I'd plug them. They, they were very kind um, to just send me just like the fully pressed and the, you know, the packaging and just everything, but it were just, there would just be blank CDs. And I literally, I was mixing up until I got them and then I was like, all right, well I got to start burning them. So I just uh, pulled an all nighter, had like three computers going and like burnt uh, 200 CDs <laughs> like the day or day before our show. Um, so yeah, that was a uh, pretty intense, but, um, <laughs> shout out to Mountain Dew for getting set. Yeah, uh, yeah. Monster <laughs> those zero days.
3: actually. And,
2: yeah. <laughs> yeah.
3: Proud sponsor. Yes,
4: yeah. absolutely.
2: <laughs> uh, well, very cool. Uh, do you think, um, going forward, is this something you guys want to continue or do you think you might look at a, a more of a studio route the next time, uh, Honestly,
4: we've got this so far down to a science from having done this over COVID. I think it's actually kind of a huge perk of the band that we don't have to book, you know, studio time at, you know, $50 an hour and be expected to be like, you know, on and perform, you know, because, you know, some days you're going to be, you know, off and some days you're going to be on and everything. And I think the uh, ability to kind of do it at our own pace and do it all in-house, um... You know, maybe we'll look into in the future, you know, having someone else master or something mm-hmm. like that, kind of now that there's, you know, uh, more options for that. But um, yeah, because like
3: you talk about songs like Obscura, Um we had that completely recorded and then she just showed up to practice one day and pulled out this cool little riff mm-hmm. and we were like, oh, all right. Let, yeah. Let's actually go with that. That's really awesome. So it, we it, just kinda like re-recorded
4: everything. Yeah. We didn't it, have to like worry pretty, about going you know, through
3: booking it, a room and all that kind of stuff. It
4: turned a song that I think was, you know, good into a song that I was I thought was just fantastic. that yeah. we really made the song. And we could just like set
3: up with Seth to be
4: like, Hey, I gotta come over
3: and like re-record drum parts or whatever. We didn't have to worry about going through the studio and doing something like, right. like that. Um, which I'm not trying to like downplay going to a studio right. by any means, but you know, for, for us, it just gave us that freedom to kind of do something like that where, um, we could just do it in like a day or two. Mm-hmm. So that was cool.
5: Well, I mean, that's the beauty of it, right? Is that like, you can now get the quality from a, what, $200 mics that used to be $2,000, you Ooh. know, it's, it's accessible now to be able to record at home. Mm-hmm. And I mean, going back to kind of like the younger scene that's coming up in St. Louis, you know, these younger bands and stuff. I mean, me being one of one of those younger people, like I feel like people are now having the option to record, you mm-hmm. know, and have this quality that's really good and get their music out there sooner, which is really awesome to see.
0: Right. Yeah. It's it's removed a lot of the uh, gatekeeping, yes. I think, from yeah. the recording. Like you don't have to be like you know, kiss anymore to (laughs) To record in a studio or something.
2: Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I, uh, I mean, I've, you know, I told you guys about this, like zoom recorder I have and, uh, and it's a nice little tool. And I, I mentioned to a lot of my friends, I'm like, you know, even just to help, bring your demos up, uh, you know, having a high quality, uh, piece of equipment for, you know, a reso- uh, reasonable price mm-hmm. and like, you know, beats just having your phone recordings yeah. or something like that. You can actually put some, a little bit of work into having a decent, uh, you know, mix on your, uh, demos even. So, but yeah, I agree. I think it's nice that, uh, like I said, having technology like this, that we can do all this stuff and, um, and hopefully, uh, like I said, maybe, you know, as we'll, we'll get, uh, bigger, faster, stronger with everything else and just keep uh, building it. And so next time it don't take a year and a half mixing. (laughs) uh, uh, Let's, uh, let's play one more uh, from our uh, little live acoustic set. And this is a song called 16. Uh, Anything come to mind around 16?
4: Uh, This is kind of the weird one on the record. I feel like, um, you know, I, I think a lot of the other uh, songs on the record have, you know, kind of an overarching, you know, I don't think they sound like any one particular band or anything, but I think our influences are kind of more apparent on them. You know, like, I we're very influenced by, like, Silver Sun Pickups, uh, Early Smashing Pumpkins. Um, we've gotten compared to, like, Beach House, um, The Joy Formidable, stuff like that. Uh, 16, though, is really kind of more midwest rock kind of i don't know it's i i I think the people in uh the folks in st louis who are more into like alt country and stuff like that will maybe kind of uh be like oh that's pretty cool
0: yeah it's got kind of a uh sort of a jersey sort of a yeah springsteen gaslight anthem vibe to me right that's that's what i thought of when i heard it the first time um from seth's demo yeah
2: Lyrics wise, how do you guys uh, go about doing that? The writing and stuff.
4: I generally write the lyrics and then I send them over to Molly since she is the uh, the lead vocalist and she'll usually, you know, tweak them if need be. Um, And uh, she's done a few tweaks for lyrics that have just like really kind of made them work better. Uh, And Ruiner is one she kind of tweaked the second verse and made that a lot better. Um, But yeah, usually, typically, it's me and that's kind of another. kind of another thing where I spend a lot of time on, uh, in addition to the mixing and stuff like that is I'm really kind of a perfectionist about my own lyrics. So, um, I'm trying to get better about that. I think I am recently kind of being more prolific and you know, for lack of a better word, fast about my lyric writing. Um, but yeah, typically it's me.
2: And then, uh, you guys all, I get like a like saying, you Molly brought in a riff or, you know, how like you guys just kind of start building from there or do you, uh, is that kind of how the, the, a lot of these kind of go with like different people present a different idea and we'd build it from there? Or
4: do you, uh, alri- when you write these
2: lyrics, do you already have like kind of a structure in mind and then build from?
4: So typically what'll happen is I'll kind of write like the very kind of minimal framework for a song. It's just like, you know, like the chord progression and I'll have kind of like an idea of, how i want kind of the rhythm to sound or something like that and i'll do like a just like a rough demo at home um and then i'll send it to the other folks and see what they think of it and uh, if they're all you know they all dig it then we will uh take it to practice and everyone will just kind of uh kind of uh replace what my basic things i did on the demo with their own uh their own flavor and their own style and really kind of uh, fill the song out and really make it pop
2: yeah very cool yeah, I just, uh, I just, you know, it's fun to hear everybody's process. I think I, everybody does everything a little different, but it's it's fun to see that we're there are there are no right or wrong way to to go about it, you know. So it's like whatever works for you guys and or whoever's writing it. Um, well, you uh, you got some really fun opportunities to come see daytime television live, mm-hmm. and uh, we have on Saturday. July 16th, you'll be at the 15th or 15th. Sorry. 15th mm-hmm. at, uh, the conservatory in Alton, Illinois with, uh, Rosemary. Mm-hmm. And I think that's a Friday actually, but yeah. Oh, Friday. No, I'm way I think off. So. Yeah. yeah. I'm
4: terrible. With that's, <laughs> yeah.
2: Maybe that's why I, I, I put 16. Um, so maybe that's maybe it's messed me up. <laughs> uh, it's so fifth, fifth Friday, the 15th, um, yeah, and then, uh, but the next one's a Saturday, right? Yes. There it is. Saturday, August, August 6th. 6th at Off-Broadway. Yes. And uh, you guys will be there with uh, Stoker and uh, Sweetheart. Sweetheart. Yeah. Yes. So I, I don't know uh, much about uh, Sweetheart. Uh,
4: so my partner and I used to run a, well, operate a concert venue over in Soulard uh, called Satellite. Um, and unfortunately, it was kind of a, victim of the pandemic as unfortunately a lot of venues, uh, were. Um, but while we were, uh, in operation, uh, one of the shows we had, um, I was always trying to, I kind of did most of the, the talent buying or whatever you want to call it, uh, just the booker. Um, and, uh, I was always trying to spotlight local music and, um, especially kind of artists who haven't had, you know, um, uh, kind of a chance to play kind of a bigger, it was a bigger space. Um, and, uh, just one of the ones that got recommended to me was this, um, I'm not sure if I would call it a band or a project. Her name is Val, uh, and she goes by Sweetheart when she plays live and, um, she got recommended to me and I was like, you know, I listened to some of her stuff on Bandcamp and it was just really good. Um, it's kind of a, kind of a lo-fi bedroom poppy kind of Regina Spector type thing. Um, really cool stuff. Um, and uh, she uh, came and played a show with us. I think the show she played with us was also, uh, gosh, she was on the bill. Cave of Swords, I think, who unfortunately I don't think are really doing anything anymore. They were fantastic. And uh, Peelds, I believe, who are around still, and they are also amazing, and everyone should check them out. Um, but she kind of opened the show and just absolutely killed it. I, and just ever since, you know, that was several years ago at this point, I had just always, you know... Kind of kept her in the back of my mind like if we need someone to play um you know uh, she just really kills it live so
2: yeah well i'm uh i'm excited about that and ex- uh, also uh hosting a show here at uh off broadway coming up and, i heard about that yeah yeah and I'm, I'm excited to get back in there I, it's been a little while since i uh, I've been there but uh, since then uh, since I've been in they've remodeled yes, the, they have. the room they've got a the, uh, new stage new curtain new patio they've,
4: they've taken the inside they've completely gotten rid of the inside bar and it's just one big stage now oh, yeah. and the bar is now outside yeah it's the renovations are really fantastic I'm really excited we actually played in back in December one of the last shows with the old kind of design I guess of off Broadway you know the the internal bar and smaller stage and all that
3: oh that bar when you first walk in
4: that's totally gone now yeah oh wow yeah okay just just the outside bar there kind of like when you walk through the little like garden area I don't know what to call it uh yeah that's just like the bar now oh wow yeah and it's kind of like all enclosed now it's not really I mean it it is it in in and of itself it's like an internal bar now because they've all got it like you know um enclosed in Walls and everything, but um, yeah, this is uh, we played one of the last shows of the old uh design of Off Broadway, and uh, this will be our first time playing the new one. We're really excited about it,
2: yeah, yeah. I'm uh, I mount myself too, I'm um, excited to get back in there and experience it all, um,
4: but yeah, that's uh.
2: And you guys uh, partnered up with uh, Beyond FM on uh, on these shows also? Beyond FM Presents? Uh, uh, partner- yeah. So-
4: Beyond FM is doing the uh, conservatory show, and then we have a dual partnership with Beyond FM and Earthbound Beer yeah. uh, for the Off-Broadway show, which Earthbound sponsored our last show back in December. They are very good friends of uh, mine and my partners and uh, very big supporters of the band, so we are happy to have them back on board as well.
2: Very cool, yeah. And uh, big shout out to Tony and Beyond FM. Uh, get out oh, there, and click, uh, download, and get the uh, their app uh, on Android or iOS and uh, listen all twenty four seven.
0: They've been incredibly supportive of, yep. of daytime television. Since yeah, we, we really can't those. thank them enough for all their support.
2: They're
4: Just great. very sweet people.
2: Yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I'm uh, been fun to work working with them uh, for the last several years, and it's a lot of fun getting to. And both of us like, uh, I feel like have a me and tony just clicked right away just like we have a very similar uh idea of what we wanted to do with you know this our shows and st mm-hmm. louis music and everything else were cut from the the same cloth kind of thing so uh but yeah get out there and support And i think uh he's throwing a big old party too uh so um yeah, steve ewing i
4: think
2: yeah right? Yeah, yeah right on so it's gonna be dope yeah uh well, yeah. All right. Well, uh, let's uh, throw in one more of the uh, album recordings, and this is a song called "Cherry Blue." Yes. And uh, another uh, fun one that I, I really enjoyed. And uh, what? Uh, what? Are you, what? Anything? Uh, anything? "Cherry Blue." What's What's uh, What's this one about? Or come to mind? what you think of this one.
4: Uh, so actually, I got the title from a uh, "Check It Out with uh, Steve Brule" episode when he's uh, <laughs> trying to buy a uh, cherry red car. <laughs> And uh, he only has like like seventeen dollars and thirteen cents and he's only able to get a uh, just a complete beater of a car. He's like, I got my cherry blue. Oh my god. <laughs> it's for your health. <laughs> That's a good song name. I'm gonna use that. Um,
0: <laughs> uh, wrote a song about it. Yeah. Here, here it goes. <laughs>
4: is probably one of our more like uh Siamese dream era Smashing pumpkin Z songs I think I think I accidentally kind of uh oopsied the uh main guitar riff from uh Rocket a little bit but that's okay <laughs> we won't tell anyone that right. um you except everyone listening <laughs> um, everyone forget that I said that um we
0: can edit that. yeah we'll,
4: we'll uh, cut that
0: Billy cut back, Corgan cut back, cut seems kind
4: of litigious but I uh, know it's a really fun one um, yeah I, got, I love playing this one live <laughs> this one's always so much fun we got to uh, on the on the recording as well we got to experiment with a little bit of a kind of electronica-ish stuff on the verses as well which is a lot of fun I think it was like kind of a unique vibe
2: yeah very cool uh, again uh, we got the physicals you got uh, streaming on all your favorite platforms now uh, all right? then we got Bandcamp uh, you can download the mp3s there also and uh, yes All these things. So wherever you're getting your music at, you can get out there and support. And uh, we also have uh, some some new T-shirts. Hopefully uh, for this, we're looking to get some coming up soon. Yeah, that's on my to-do list for this weekend. I'm gonna go right
4: home and do that. Yep. So you got
3: those? I think we may still have some like koozies left over from our (laughs) album release party. We we made. I think like everyone can
4: buy one and pretend they went to the album release. Right? Yeah.
3: So. If you want some daytime television koozies, they're right. still out there.
4: You can show it to your grandchildren. <laughs> right, absolutely. Like,
3: Where were you when Daytime Television <laughs> dropped their album?
5: It's turned into my koozie of choice. It's <laughs> oh, a yeah.
4: great It's a quality koozie. A, it is, yeah, a good it really koozie. is. Yeah. <laughs> it is tasting. <kooztastic>. No <laughs> expense was spared on these koozies. Right? No.
3: <laughs> yeah. We still have we still have a lot of those like left over. Um so, yeah. Uh, my Shout girlfriend, out to Mark's partner, right? yeah, yeah, my girlfriend Amber was nice enough to make those for us. And we weren't sure, like, what color we wanted. So we just bought, like... Just all of them. A gamut of colors. And they came in, like, packs of a hundred. <laughs> so we have, like... Pink ones and like lime green and, you know, reds and blues and blacks and whites and all all these colors. So we have tons of them <laughs> left over. So we're going to be we're going to be making koozies for a long time. Just
4: making a koozies for every single show we play, even if there's no. Like,
3: <laughs> oh, yeah. No, like gimmick for the show. Yeah, there we go. And every <laughs> practice. Just bring them in. <laughs> uh, um,
2: uh, I'm sure you yeah. guys have uh, heard it a bunch, but. What about uh where does where daytime television come from? Where is there is there just uh is there anything with the name with the Seth st- really likes Mori Povich? Right. I I mean, yeah. that's, I mean, that's what I wanted to get to. <laughs> <but> like, uh, <laughs>
4: It's actually funny. Um, it's not really, I guess, the origin of it, but we actually get from time to time just messages on like, or like tags or whatever, just like, oh, just like some like, you know, 63-year-old dude just like, I'm watching at daytime television, I'm watching my stories. And it's like, oh, thanks for the shout-out. Yeah.
2: <laughs> I was I was kind of uh, wondering if about that, like, you know, just even like Google and stuff, if like if, if, if you know, the like different uh, things how, if the, if you guys have to separate yourselves from, from rather just generically uh, daytime television or, you know, how if there's like have to, yeah, I think yeah, it's kind of
4: turned into like a reverse, like, you know, like the old joke of like naming a band free beer, <laughs> <or> whatever, <laughs> oh, right. you know, I think yeah. it's kind of, <laughs> yeah, yeah.
3: I think but, we have kind of talked about that because I, there's a group out in the uk maybe that goes by daytime television i think they're daytime
4: tv oh are they daytime because i remember when we were safe there yeah when we when (laughs) we first and we were first yeah Yeah. oh were we because when we first started (laughs) streaming our stuff yeah i went
3: out and like went to i'm on apple music and went out and like searched our name and these other guys popped up i was like that's not us. I, I don't. I don't think. <laughs> but yeah. Aside from that, I mean, I'm not as active on like we're, we have an Instagram and Facebook mm-hmm. page as well. I'm not as active in kind of uh, moderating those. So I haven't seen all of the mentions and likes right. where it's like <laughs> I don't think you meant to tag us in that. Right. But um,
2: I do it uh, every now and then. That, uh, uh, but there, there's just like. Um, you know what's funny is like it's kind of led me to uh you know, actually discovering some really good music uh but I accidentally tagged like the wrong band and stuff they're like oh sorry uh you know like when i'm especially if i'm doing like that uh a listing of events and stuff in town uh, for the night and and i'll uh i'll tag somebody and they're like i think you meant to tag you know, the other one or the or different you know whatever and um uh, and But it's fun. Like,
4: anyway. Yeah. I've
2: started. (laughs) Well, I've messaged him and I'm like, hey, sorry about that. And then, then, like, but sometimes, like, it's actually been like St. Louis that band, not necessarily like that I tagged the wrong one, but it was just like I misread and I thought it was or something like that kind of thing. So I, uh, like, uh, you know, it was, uh, I forget now. One of them was uh, uh, Hillary Fitz. Actually, Uh, it was was a different Hillary, but I tagged uh, her on accident. And then, like, that led to me, like, you know, meeting her and talking to her. And I actually real, and really enjoy her music and mm-hmm. stuff. So, it was just, like, you know, it's kind of nice. So, a little, like, happy accident, you know, kind yeah, of about thing. Right so, yeah. Absolutely. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's just, I don't know. You know, it's one of those things. Like, it's tricky trying to name anything and then trying to – and then hoping that it's uh, original enough or stands out and holds up and long ears afterwards and stuff, too. Right. And, like, um, even this show, like, we just kind of – I don't even remember why, but we rock paper podcast came out. And we people voted on it. We had our friends like kind of help us name it, and that was the runaway winner. But uh, like now it's like there's like a one, it's like a rock paper shotgun or something like that. <laughs> oh. uh, or something, something like that. There's a there's a there's a couple of like so, like. So when you're typing it in, like, Spotify, you have to get all the way to, you know, Rock Paper Podcast. Like, you have to type it all in, and, yeah. and it pops up and stuff. But, oh, well. That's funny. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs>
5: yeah when we were when we were setting up our um, streaming for daytime television, I actually got a notification from the streaming service that we use saying, like, we have to verify your stuff. It might go to the wrong artist. <sighs> So like I had to watch it like a hawk, making sure that it didn't go to the the band in the UK. That Ooh. like our stuff didn't get posted on theirs because apparently that's a common thing.
1: Yeah.
5: Mm. yeah, luckily it didn't happen. But I was like, oh no, this is not going to be good because right. apparently it's just a big whole process to try to revert it and get it back onto your original.
3: Mm-hmm. Your original. Oh, I'm name. glad you took care of that then. <laughs> right,
1: yeah, it was. It was. A,
5: I was I would on, have
3: messed it up.
5: <laughs> I, I was watching it probably every thirty minutes like, when it was getting ready to post. I'm like, dear God, because it was we released it on our. Our show at a heavy anchor. So like the last thing I wanted to do was get on stage and be like, "Go, go, stream our stuff on on Spotify." And they they go and it's on a, the right. UK band. They're like, "What's right. going on
0: here?" Yeah, I've had that happen before. I was in a band in Seattle, and then there was another band who used the same name after us. And like, if you like, their album comes up on our, you know, yeah, Spotify, yeah.
5: Page. it's a little messy.
2: Yeah. Do you guys uh? What do you, what do you, when you guys think of daytime television, what do you, I mean, we, you made the joke of a uh, Mori Povich, but is there, uh, is there a certain show that you guys, uh, oh, Price is Right. Pri- oh, Price is Right, out. all the way, that's that's, way. 100%. Yeah. I was going to say, that's definitely, uh, the, when you, when you stayed home sick, that, yes, you know, like, from you know, school, absolutely. Everybody was, yeah,
0: Price uh, is Right and Little House on the <laughs> <they're>
2: Bird. <laughs> yeah. All right. Uh, yeah. I, uh, well, I was just thinking too, like, you know, obviously it opens up, uh, uh, you guys mentioned, uh, the DTV, uh, shirts and stuff. I mean, you mm-hmm. got, there's a lot of possibilities, especially just to play with the, the idea of, uh, daytime television mm-hmm. and stuff. So there's, uh, so I think it's fun. It, it, the name works for yeah. you know, a lot, a lot of different ways and stuff. So, yeah. um, but yeah, uh, well, you like, and you can find uh, daytime television on your Facebook and Instagram and get plugged in, uh, find more, uh, dates announcements coming soon we'll get some more shows on the calendar for you uh but uh i got a couple of questions i've been having fun asking and uh kind of uh getting to get your guys take on some of these um what would be uh if you had the uh possibility of going to see like a uh, your favorite fictional band who do you think that might be like a, a band from uh, tv or movies or anything like is there a certain one that uh you would love to see live if if uh, if it was possible.
4: Oh gosh, um, I might want to go band. see
0: Drive Shaft from Lost just to all see right. if they had any other songs besides that. You all, you
4: everybody. all, everybody, <laughs> <laughs> you,
3: you all, everybody. <laughs> yeah. Um, I would. Uh, this is probably the most cliche answer, but I would love to see Spinal Tap specifically oh, yeah. w- when they no, lower no. down like the the mini
4: Stonehenge, <laughs> thirteen and inches then, uh, instead of thirteen feet. Uh, yeah, yeah.
3: <laughs> so they meant to like order that giant Stonehenge as like a like a prop on stage, and they get a tiny little one. And I forget like if they had like children dancing <laughs> around it, and like it was the most ridiculous thing. But yeah. Uh, I just think it would be funny.
4: Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
5: Probably sex bomb bomb from Scott Pilgrim. Yes. Yeah. That would be a good one. Yeah. There you go. As long as there's the whole fighting scene and everything.
4: All yes. you know. right. <laughs> I, I was also going to pick either uh, spinal tap or sex bomb bomb. So they <laughs> stole mine. <unfortunately>.
2: Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, did, well, didn't, uh, did they, spinal taps actually, they have toured, yeah, they toured, right. Yeah. yeah. Um, so that's what's like. Some of them are like uh, they've actually gone out there and done some of it. I know, like, uh, did their drummer blow up like
3: on stage? Every <laughs> <guy> yeah,
4: <was laughs> <off the laughs> yeah. It's it. an <laughs>
0: occupational <Yeah>. hazard. <laughs> yeah. you knew what
4: you were oh, believe up me, for. I
3: know. I had to sign a waiver. <laughs> <laughs> but
2: uh, yeah, that would uh that, those all be uh, fun nights out for sure. Uh, all right. Uh, so what about a. Uh, Daytime television, uh, action figures. Uh, what would you guys like to see with your, your various, uh, action figures? Oh, maybe, like if we were all action maybe, figures? Maybe, uh, maybe like your, your, your three accessories to go with your action figure. Oh, yeah.
3: So. It's hard. Okay. I would think if I had an action figure, I would think I would have to have like nunchucks with my drumsticks kind Absolutely. of. Absolutely. That's, that's good. Like, yeah, that, um... I typically wear, like, a bandana when we play just because I get, like, so sweaty. So, yeah. I am I feel like I'm just ripping on Ninja Turtles right now, essentially.
2: <laughs> and then my shell uh, just would just go. be a yeah, giant bass <laughs> drum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
0: I feel like if I got an action figure, I would like it to be like Go Go Gadget hairline, and then like yeah. hair magically grows where there there was none in real life, and I, I would like that in an action yeah. figure.
4: I think I'd have to go with the uh, the, uh, the the Gene Simmons Kiss uh, Axe guitar as well, since we're all oh, there with, you go, uh, yeah, absolutely, there you go. Ooh, that's
2: good. That's good. Yeah. what's like. Uh, I don't know. When you saying that, it remind me like a uh, those like uh, you know Play-Doh things where you like you can stick Play-Doh in, and, and like yes. make their hair and then, like, oh, there you mm-hmm. go. Oh yeah, yeah. Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, kind of the customize uh, different uh, lengths of hair and stuff. And- Play-Doh, the breakfast
0: of champions. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
2: yeah. How about you, Molly? You got any, what would you like to see with your access- accessories with your action figure?
5: I don't know. That's a hard question. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I got I to gotta think about that one. Uh,
2: yeah. I, I just feel like they're, it's a fun, it's a personality thing, you know, to see what, uh, you know, I know like some of them, uh, are, some are easier than others, uh, you know, like I always have like a, a certain drink or a certain, mm. you know, outfit they wear and, you know, those different things like that. So um, I just... It's fun to see what what comes to mind. What's the uh, the
4: what the official uh, rock paper podcast uh, Shane action figure come with? Uh, around on you, yeah. Well, apparently he would look like uh, a little little, little Debbie. Yeah. <laughs> so backstory: yeah. Shane
3: has these little uh, stickers that he brought in, and it says like <laughs> instead of little Debbie, it says little Shaney. Yeah. and it has him in a microphone <laughs> hey, dressed pretty up pretty good, like yeah. little Debbie. I have my bonnet, and uh, yeah, <laughs> yes. Uh,
2: uh, uh, <laughs> Uh yeah, those, so uh, I don't know, they're they're ridiculous. They're they're fun. I've
4: the uh, so earned a permanent space on my uh, my. Uh, <laughs> oh, I'm throwing mine on yeah, my laptop absolutely. for sure.
2: But uh, uh, obviously, I'm a fan uh, of Little Debbie, and I uh, one day I um, posted a picture of a double decker fudge round uh, oh, on uh, nice. on social media, and they didn't really think anything yeah. of it. Uh, but then like fast forward a while like I invited my friend uh dub Flo from Egan's Rats he uh to record an original theme song for the show. And he uh I gave him free reign to like do whatever he wants and and he came back with these uh uh lyrics that said uh that you'll hear every intro and the double decker fudge round rolling around town and I'm like <laughs> I just la- la- cracked up laughing. I didn't think that Double Decker Fudge Round was gonna make my te- you know, my show theme song and stuff. So, uh, so then I ran with it and uh, embraced it. And uh, it was really funny. Is even that before all that, people kept saying like uh, I was you know working on shirt designs for over the years and stuff. And you know had like logo ones and stuff. And then people were like, you should put your face on a shirt. And I'm like, I'm not doing that. I don't you know I don't want my face. Now my face is on a shirt and. Bonnet and a little, you know, I look like a little Debbie, and uh, so it's it's just funny to go from uh, one extreme to the other now, like, uh, you know, like, but uh, uh-huh. it's that's uh, funny. yeah, that's I, I enjoy that, but that's definitely probably been my best selling t shirt. I mean, like, obviously, people uh, like the uh, the silliness of it, also, yeah, you yeah. just got to get those action figures out, yeah, right, yeah, <laughs> coming, coming soon, uh, but yeah, now I uh, I the. As far as that, yeah, I probably would have to include a uh, a double-decker fudge round action uh, with my action figure. Uh, probably a Mountain Dew. Uh, <laughs> a shout-out to Mountain Dew again. Hell yeah. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like uh and um, I don't know. Probably a
3: boombox oh. boom or something. I'm always got like, my tunes going. So Does – I feel like now we're just talking about Mountain Dew. Yeah. I was in the store the other day. Do they have like an alcoholic they Mountain do. Dew now? Yeah. Or? It I feel like exactly that would just like it. I feel like it would just kill me immediately. I can't believe that's legal. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I feel like, yeah. I always thought that like vodka and Red Bull would be bad, but that just, that sounds, uh, that sounds like it would just like
4: explode my heart right, right. away. Oh yeah. Y'all ready for a hot take? I think the Flaming Hot Mountain Dew is good. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> Flaming Hot good. Mountain. Like, yeah, it's good. It oh. is. I didn't even know they made I a have a complex palate mark. <laughs> no.
3: <laughs> I I didn't know they made one. They do. I haven't had Mountain Dew in so long. I should probably. I see. Maybe yeah. that's, that's my fault. The, I alcohol, need to drink more. the
5: alcoholic version. It's caffeine free though, isn't it?
3: Is it? I don't yeah, know.
5: it's like zero calories, zero. Cal- everyone was like so up in arms about it too because they were like, "Give us the real Mountain Dew with alcohol." <laughs>
3: right. No, I just want to get like, drunk
4: and wired. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I just saw it like three days
2: ago. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, yeah, I think I think that's what's hilarious about. Uh, you know, talking about Red Bull vodka, like you know, that's the thing. Like you're getting buzzed and hyper at the same time. You <laughs> yeah, <know>? yeah,
5: <laughs> yeah. That's my action figure. Right. I'm gonna say a, 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 a sugar-free Red Bull and then a Pepto-Bismol on the other hand.
2: <laughs> nice. oh, yeah, it's all about balance. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
5: <laughs> maybe a Pedialyte.
2: Yeah. Oh, Pedialyte. Yeah,
3: it saved me many the times. other breakfast yeah. of champions. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, some heartburn medicine <laughs> <laughs> all
2: right here's another uh, fun one to think about um day comes along we have a daytime television biopic uh who, who would you guys like to see to play you in the movie version <sighs> who, who, oh, who, who would we cast to maybe uh maybe would you, you guys rather pick for yourselves or go around picking for the rest of the band
3: Oh, I don't know. Yeah. I'd rather pick for myself because I want us to stay. I want to stay friends at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to upset me. But. Um, man, I don't know. Crickets. You guys
2: ever get you look like any celebrities I, or? I
4: have been. I, I if I had to pick someone to pick to if if we're, if we're picking for ourselves, I oh gosh. I think I'd have to go with just like the ghost of Philip Seymour Hoffman. That's like kind of, uh, I've, I've gotten that a lot.
2: The, the ghost of Philip Seymour yes, Hoffman. Yes, I, yeah. I
4: i uh, I, I, looked a li- I looked quite a bit like him uh, while he was living, and I'm also yeah. extremely pale, so now I look like him as the yeah. ghost version, so I think it works either way. One of the greats, man.
0: Regrettably, yeah. I get two fairly often. Neither of them are, I would regard as terribly complimentary, but Tom Green. <laughs> And Zach Braff. So, I guess whichever I like one of those guys. two can pantomime playing a guitar better, I guess. <laughs> right.
3: I think Tom Green can actually play. Okay, can I follow him on uh, on YouTube. He has a very cool YouTube channel. He, like, moved to the farm in Canada. Huh. I think, like, somewhere outside Ottawa, maybe. And so, yeah, it's just, like, him living on the farm with his dog, Charlie. And, yeah. Anyway. Yeah. I don't know.
5: Hmm. I get Kara Delvine a lot. Yeah. yeah.
3: I never put that together until yeah. right now. <laughs>
5: yeah. I'm not quite sure why. Is it I'm, yeah. I'm blonde, so maybe that's it. <laughs> blonde and young. Yeah. I'll take it.
4: All right. Well, so obviously, Mark's going to be played by Charlie Day. Um, <laughs> I, 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 is I
3: that an so. obvious? I knew
4: so. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I used, like, when I had hair
3: and that was on top of my head, not facial hair. Um, I used to get Paul Rudd a little bit. Okay. Oh, I can see it. I used I to get do. Paul yeah, Rudd. Yeah, now that you say that, I could, I could totally see <laughs> <Yeah. feel> that.
4: <laughs> but Charlie Day, I feel like Charlie Day has drummer energy. Every time uh, my partner and I really love it's always sunny, and just every time we're watching it, we're just always like, it's Mark. <laughs> I, every, uh, every Charlie scene. That's the first one I've gotten of Charlie Day. All right. <laughs> hey I'll take that I feel like you have immense Charlie Day energy and (laughs) that Charlie Day has immense drummer energy so it it works it works
3: Uh I'll take it yeah
4: uh
2: all right what um if you guys had uh had the uh possibilities of uh a dream duet or collaboration who would you you guys think uh would would like to record with or uh or collaborate with and is there we mentioned uh you know some different uh Name some uh, earlier, or are, are any of those the ones you think that might be the one, or or do you guys uh,
3: all have different tastes uh, as far as yeah
2: influences and stuff?
3: I like it's he's not very uh, I I mean I don't know I guess he was some of his stuff can be, but um, the like first CD that I remember really getting that uh, um was like it was like. I bought it for emotional purposes just because like when Jeff Buckley sang, mm. like you just felt it <laughs> like you heard it too. Mm. Cause he had such an awesome voice, but like his songs like grace specifically like that, that whole album, but that song too is really cool. Um, so I remember when I first heard him and then I, he was, I think he really became big when he was on, um, it was like an MTV show. I can't remember which one it was but of course they used his hallelujah his version of hallelujah um but like the rest of that album is just awesome and i love it and the his whole backing band that he had on that cd was just so good um and then i think he his or what would have been his follow up album sketches for my sweetheart the drunk i think is what it was called something like that um i think he had more of a mixed uh version of studio drummers and guitarists and bassists and people coming in and out but uh grace specifically was one that it was it, that's like my uh answer for what's your album that there aren't any skip tracks on right. like that's always my go-to because i can just listen to that cover to cover um so yeah doing something with him would be would be awesome if he were still around today yeah. but definitely
0: I would have to say, Dolly Parton,
3: yeah,
2: if wow. I could
0: pick one, I think she's the coolest,
3: yes, you
4: know,
0: one of the coolest people on the face of the planet, and uh one of my earliest musical memories, she had a variety show on Sunday night back in the eighties, and it I don't think it was on for very long, but we watched it every week, and she would have you know, music and kind of little uh, comedy things, and um, I don't know she made me want a guitar back when i was a kid so and um yeah i just think she's a really cool person on on every level so I, i'm gonna say dolly
4: there it is gosh for me um like the first really good band like i mean i think that most like music nerds would agree is a good band um that i was into um gosh i think i first heard of them like around like 2000 2001 was a neutral milk hotel Um, I'm a huge fan of Jeff Mangum. So, I mean, that would be pretty dope to do something with him. Uh, he's kind of a recluse though. So like within the, uh, the realm of like possibility, I think doing something like cat power would be really sick.
2: Yeah.
5: I'm going to say, I'd love to, I'd love to hear flea drop down on like cherry blue or something. There you
4: go. (laughs) Great baseline. That would be awesome. Yeah. Absolutely. Just fucking rip. blue.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
2: Uh, I'm going to see chili peppers in September. Nice. Um, so not like a huge fan i mean i do like a lot of this stuff uh actually the new record's really good uh it was fun to uh see them back with rick rubin and john for in the back in the band and stuff and uh but uh but anyway i'm excited about that my brother-in-law lives in jacksonville and um we're going to see him in orlando and uh should be a fun night to Experience him live. I never, uh, never, you know, never seen him live. So I think that would be a, a fun energy, uh, in that yeah. room and stuff. And
5: I've heard they put on a great show.
2: Yeah.
4: Chad Smith is like 61 and he is still just fucking killing about <laughs> yeah. drums. He yeah, is yeah, a I sick drummer.
3: Yeah. I think he is. He was one that I, I always kind of thought of like, john bonham the same way when you like listen to the studio recordings like still really good but then you see what they do live on stage mm-hmm. and you're like you're on another planet yes. what is happening right now <laughs> yeah
2: i love that he uh that stuff that he did with will ferrell and stuff too yeah, like, yeah it's just all that it's just uh, like yeah yeah i love that they have a sense of humor about it all and i like could <laughs> just you know have a good time with it mm-hmm. but yeah uh well very cool. Uh I mean this has been a lot of fun. I'm really glad yeah, we did thank this you today. So yeah. really thank you. Uh, and again, uh get plugged in with Daytime Television, uh pick up uh some music wherever you're getting your digital music at today. Mm-hmm. You can come out on uh july fifteenth to the conservatory. Yep. And in Halton or on August sixth in Saint Louis at off Broadway. And uh, you can see the show live and but uh yeah, yeah, this has been great guys. I really uh well, glad we did lot. this today. So thank you for spending some time with me and uh and uh see if we do it again soon. Absolutely. Let's do it. Yeah. All right. Bye everybody. See Bye. You. Bye.